0: The Christian life is a journey and we have a shepherd for our journey. Welcome back to the taught by grace podcast in this week's episode. And over the next four weeks, we begin a study in Psalm 23 to see how our shepherd Jesus Christ is what we need for every step of the journey. surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever these are the words of psalm 23 and this is most likely the most familiar psalm in the whole psalter we love these words we know these words these words have comforted bereaved families, strengthened devastated hearts and restored disheveled souls the first Five words show us how we make it through whatever we are facing. And that is this. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 is a faithful friend that shows us the friend who is closer than every brother. This Psalm reveals that Jesus is our good shepherd through every pinnacle of joy and valley of despair. The life of every believer is a journey. It's not like driving on an interstate where you hop on one exit and just drive until you reach your next exit. It's more like starting in a distant forest and climbing to the top of a mountain. The journey is not straightforward. It has twists and turns, uphills and downhills, peaks and valleys. It'd be nice if our lives were an immediate ascent from salvation to heaven, but that's not the case. The author of the Psalm, David, moved this reality from black and white to 40. If anybody's life was a journey, David's was. He moved from sheepfolds to battlefields, to feasts, to caves, to thrones. He slayed Goliath, fled from Saul, and fought with his mighty men. David seems to be the only person in the Old Testament who the Holy Spirit came upon to stay, and he still was the one who committed one of the greatest atrocities of any individual in the Old Testament. He ascended high spiritual peaks and descended into low spiritual valleys. He had one son rape his daughter, another try to take his kingdom, and another who would become the wisest king. David's life was a visceral, incredible journey, and our lives are as well. It's a treacherous, wild journey. It includes weddings and births, but also deaths and miscarriages. There's cancer, sickness, and sorrow scattered along the way. There will be relationships that enthrall your heart and others that rip it to shreds. Churches know seasons of growth, diminishment, and even death. You will have seasons of great revival with the Lord in times where the Bible, church, prayer, and life with God seems cold. We experience the journey in the macro sense, but also in the micro sense. How many of you have had just had a week before? Forget a week, how many of you have had a day before when you experience all kinds of things in a short period of time. You can walk through every step of the journey in a week or even a day. Joy and sorrow, victory and defeat, restoration and darkness, and everything in between. With all of the twists and turns, predators and traps, how does anyone survive this journey of life? How do we make it through this journey? We are on this journey, but we are not alone. The shepherd of Psalm 23, good shepherd of John 10, and chief shepherd of 1 Peter 5 is with you. The one who fed 5,000, turned water to wine, journeyed with his disciples down dusty roads, green pastures, and into dark valleys is your shepherd, and he is with you. Psalm 23 declares to us that the Lord is our shepherd. So, Over the next four weeks, we are going to study this psalm together. We're going to go into this into four episodes and behold the shepherd of this psalm. We're going to see that he is our sufficient shepherd in the first episode. Then we will see that he is our restoring shepherd in verses two and three. We will also see that he is our shepherd through the valley and our shepherd forever in episodes three and four of this study. This week, we're going to look at Just the first verse. And this verse declares that he is our sufficient shepherd. This verse captures everything Psalm 23 is about in a single sentence The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David identifies who his shepherd is the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah. When you see the Lord in all caps in the Old Testament, you are seeing the proper name of God. It's the name that most aptly declared who he was to his Old Testament people. It declares he is self-existent and eternal. Lord means that he is God all by himself. He's all-sufficient, all-powerful, and all-knowing. It also declares that he is the God of his people. God had been referred to as the Lord throughout Genesis, but it wasn't until Genesis 6-3 that he revealed himself as the Lord to Moses. He said, I am the Lord. And when he said that, he's saying, I am the God of my covenant people. It's his name for his covenant people. So David means this. When he says the Lord is my shepherd, he said he is God and he is my God. The creating, sustaining, Red Sea, parting, Jericho walls, crumbling God. He is my God. And David says the Lord is what? His shepherd. This is unexpected. It's unpredictable. David could have said, the Lord is my king, sovereign, creator, and so on, and it would have made perfect sense. But a shepherd? We must not let the familiarity of this psalm cause us to miss how incredible this declaration is. Shepherds were viewed as lowly and insignificant. David would have known this as well. He had been the shepherd of his father's flock, and he was also held in low esteem by his brothers. Shepherds weren't that significant they got down among the sheep being a shepherd required they got a little bit dirty a little bit smelly like sheep yet david says the lord is my shepherd shepherds lead provide and care for their sheep they are everything to the sheep and this is amazing David is reminding us that the Lord is not a distant king, absent father, or foreign entity. He is your shepherd. He does not hesitate to come down to where you are and be with you in and through everything. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 emphasizes the way the Lord shepherds his people individually. David could have said that the Lord is our, yours, or y'all's shepherd, but he didn't. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. It is true that God shepherds his people collectively and corporately. We see this pictured vividly in Israel in the Old Testament. He was their shepherd in the wilderness, in the Canaan. And it is true that he shepherds the church as a whole. However, him being the corporate shepherd is not the focus of this psalm. David is personal. He's intimate. He's focused on who the Lord is to him. He's not just Samuel's, Israel's, or Jonathan's shepherd. He is David's shepherd. And this is so important. Our shepherd is so sufficient that you and I can say, each and every one of us, he's my shepherd if we belong to him. He is so sufficient that he can care for you while he's caring for me he can lead you to still waters while he's walking you through the valley of death while he's filling up another's cup with overflowing grace he personally cares for you and you can say he's my shepherd now what does it mean if the lord is my shepherd what is the result of this look at the second phrase i shall not want now what does want mean this Word doesn't mean the same thing to us that it would have meant to the translators. In this, we use the word "want" just to speak of desire. I want that brand new truck. I want to go to Chipotle for lunch today. I want Carolina to win the game. If we read it like that, we'll think David is saying, I don't desire anything because the Lord is my shepherd. "Want" in this verse, however, is an older English word, and it speaks of lacking or being without. And that's what the Hebrew word means here. It means to lack. Be without or decrease. Here's a few examples through the Old Testament to illustrate the definition a bit. Genesis 8 3 says, The waters on the earth abated after the flood, they decreased. The word abated is the same word as want here, it means to lack, to go away. Deuteronomy 2 7 tells us that Israel lacked nothing during their wilderness travels, and that is probably an even better use. When they were journeying, they did not want, they did not lack. They had everything they need. When we look at this word, we see that it speaks of diminishing, decreasing, or running out. Now, what would he not lack? He said, I shall not want. Now, if we use that phrase, we would have to finish the sentence. If you told the waitress when you go out to eat, I want the fajitas, but I don't want and you didn't tell her what you didn't want on it or with it, she would stand there waiting for you to finish the sentence. If you say, I don't want, you're expected to say, I don't want peppers or onions with my fajitas, you have to finish the sentence. But David doesn't finish the sentence, at least on the surface. He did not say, I shall not lack food, clothing, or shelter, or I shall not lack peace, joy, and love, or I shall not lack victory and triumph over my enemies. Why is this so? Why didn't he finish the sentence? David doesn't offer a specific example of what he wouldn't come up short in, because the point is he wouldn't lack anything. David did not have to say, I shall not lack, and then finish the sentence. Because the point is this, if the Lord was David's shepherd, then David would not lack anything. And this is the point of verse 1 verse one is declaring this to you and i if you have the lord as your shepherd then you have everything that you need if you have him you do not come up short in anything there may be seasons when you appear to lack finances relationships or even health there may be seasons when it seems like joy gladness and peace are lacking yet no matter what season you may be in you have everything you need if you have him now who are those Who have no lack? Who are those who will not go without? Who are those who have all they need? It is all those who have the Lord as their shepherd. The shepherd isn't sufficient for the all stars of the faith or VIPs of spirituality. He is sufficient for every single sheep that belongs to him. There is only one requirement to know that you have this sufficient shepherd, and that is this Is he your shepherd? If the Lord is your shepherd, you have everything. You need we know from the john 10 in the new testament that christ is the good shepherd and we become his sheep by faith in him if you don't have the lord as your shepherd we must start right there if you don't know christ then you are wandering alone on this journey psalm 23 shows us vividly and we're going to see it as we study through it That you have everything you need for every step of the journey if you have the Lord. But friend, if you do not have the Lord, then you lack the most essential thing you need, and that is Jesus Christ. Your sin separates you from the Lord. You're dead in your sins. But He came, and He gave His life to redeem you from your sin. You must trust Him. You must be one of His sheep to claim that he is your shepherd and he is willing and ready to be your shepherd. And to the believer, you have everything you need if you because you have him. You don't lack because your bank account is overflowing, the doctor's report is astounding or your family is thriving. We don't have all we need because we have this possession, that relationship or that experience. Here's the only qualification for knowing you have everything you need. You have him. Verse 1 prepares us for the rest of the psalm. Verses two through 6 are going to describe in detail how this shepherd is sufficient for every step of the journey. He's enough when our soul is weary. He's enough when we have wandered away from him. He is enough for us to live in his righteous ways. He is enough when we are walking through deep darkness. He is enough to prepare a glorious extravagant feast. He is enough to pursue us all the way home forever the lord is your shepherd you have everything you need in him every step of the journey you have no lack you will not come up short he is your sufficient shepherd and we will both see and experience his sufficiency in our lives as we journey through this psalm friend he's all you need. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Taught by Grace podcast.